The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. It's go time as we are live in downtown Athens at Creature Comforts Brewing Company. Kicking off 680 of the fans, Athens takeover starting right now. And I believe we're taking you to 6 o'clock tonight. we got Domino and Cellini coming up after me and then Chuck and Chernoff. Man, we're going to take this place over, Creature Comforts. On a Friday morning here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Let them wow you. And the 10 o'clock hour on The Fan is brought to you by our friends at the Haug Baron Law Group. we got Nerney last day uh, running the show back at the station. Adam Gillespie, uh, road dog, he's somewhere. And we got Derek Thomas ready to get to work at the studio. We got the man Harper. Harper said, Baloo, park in the church parking lot and come on over to the brewery. So that's exactly what I did this morning. A glorious day in Athens. It's the quiet before the storm. I would imagine this place was packed. Last night, the students are sleeping in, getting ready for the big showdown game. Number one, Tennessee, taking on number one, Georgia. How can that be? Well, we got multiple polls. 3.30 kickoff on CBS coming up tomorrow afternoon. Hopefully your Friday's off to a great start. The weekend's almost here. And we are ready to get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, the big take. We're going to switch it up today. We're going to go keys to victory for the Georgia Bulldogs and the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's start with the dogs. Offensively, Georgia needs to hit them in the mouth with the running game. Last season, Georgia against Tennessee ran for 274 yards. They averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Tennessee, their defense, they can't survive. They got to be better than that this time around. And you saw Munkin a week ago down at Jacksonville throw out some new wrinkles on this Georgia offense that allowed them or helped them run the football effectively against the Gators. You may have noticed that three tight end set, the bunch formation, where they had Bowers, they had Washington, uh, I believe they had Delp in there, the uh, trio of tight ends in a bunch, tight bunch formation. Right next to Amarius Mims, who has his knee banged up now. Hopefully McClendon's fine. But they ran that ball against Florida right behind that bunch tight end formation. And I would imagine you've got Coach Monken with some other wrinkles in mind to help Georgia run the football in this game coming up tomorrow. Run the football effectively. You keep Hendon Hooker over there on the sideline. You control the time of possession. You limit their opportunities. 
hit them in the mouth. You know, sort of bully ball when you can run the ball against the other team. You're you're forcing your will on those guys. So I would say for Georgia offensively, number one, run the football effectively. Number two on offense, Stetson Bennett need to be good. Last season hurt Tennessee's defense with his legs. Ran the ball effectively, got some big plays scrambling around, extending plays, picking up first downs. Stetson needs to be able to do that in the game tomorrow. And no reason to believe he won't be able to do that. I mean, this is Fran Tarkenton on steroids running around out there. Stetson Bennett, hurt him with your legs and limit those turnovers. And those are the keys for Georgia on offense as I see it. On the other side of the ball, Georgia's defense, man, tell you what, it all comes down to me on third down. That's the big one. You got to win on third down against Tennessee. Tennessee, number eight in college football, converting over 50% of their third down opportunities. That is a great rate. That's one way to stay on the field, continue with drives, put points on the scoreboard. Tennessee, one of the best in college football, converting on third down. Dogs defense, one of the best defensively on third down, allowing a conversion rate of 28%. Good for number 10 in college football. So there's the rub on this side of the ball. What happens on third down? It's going to be huge in this game. Also, George on defense, the other key, can't be giving up these explosive plays that you saw the busted coverage by Malachi Starks last week in Jacksonville. Gave the Gators a 80-yard touchdown play and the snap of your fingers, they put seven on the board. Can't be allowing that against Tennessee. You can't allow Jalen Hyatt to go 75 yards for a touchdown in one play. If you do, it's going to be a long day can't allow Tennessee to have explosive plays on offense. And don't you know they're coming after the freshman safety in Starks. All right, let's flip it around on the Tennessee side of the ball. I assume we've got some volunteer fans listening uh, on the show, and so I wanted to include them. Keys to victory for Tennessee. Well, I mentioned offensively how third down is huge in this game. Maybe the biggest factor in this game is is what Tennessee's offense does on third down, uh, converting over 50% of the time. And to be able to do that, Tennessee, who is one of the most penalized teams in college football, over eight penalties a game, good for 122nd in college football, playing in front of a what what's going to be an electric, Sanford Stadium crowd, they've been prodded a little bit, both by Eric Ainge and Kirby Smart this week, to show up, be loud and proud. It's going to make it difficult on this Tennessee offense. Got to limit the penalties offensively if you're Tennessee. You can't be jumping off sides. Now is first and 15. Uh, and next thing you know, you're in third and long, and Georgia's getting after you with their pass rush. So uh, to be in manageable third-down situations, you got to play it clean on first and ten and second down. That'll be huge for Tennessee's offense. Defensively, as I see it, Tennessee on defense needs to be bold and aggressive with their scheme. Crowd the line of scrimmage. 
put more up there than the Georgia offensive line can block. Play some press man coverage out on the perimeter on the Georgia wide receivers. Tennessee's cornerbacks held up against Kentucky last week and that NFL caliber quarterback they've got. Play it like Missouri did. Missouri did exactly this, and Georgia was in a heap of trouble for three quarters. Put more on the line of scrimmage than Georgia can block. That's going to help you slow down the run game, and you're going to dare Georgia to attack down the field at that X-wide receiver spot. Apparently, uh, A.D. Mitchell, not exactly ready to go full speed here, so... That's going to be huge. We'll see if Tennessee defensively wants to be bold and aggressive. I think that's their best shot to come into Sanford Stadium and walk away with a win. Let's get to a college football nugget. Mm, Tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Man, I tell you what, you get on the Internet, all you see is coverage on this Auburn coaching search and and who Auburn's going after. Is it Coach Prime, Deion Sanders? A rumor out there, he's flying from Houston to Atlanta today. Why would he do that? Maybe to interview for that Auburn job? I'm just saying. Lane Kiffin continues to be uh, in the headlines for the Auburn search. Not sure Auburn has enough money to lure Lane over there as to all these uh, buyouts they're having to pay out right now. But I tell you, all this coverage on Auburn and what they're going to do with their head coach, and I feel bad for Georgia Tech. feel bad for the Yellow Jackets. They are being overshadowed by Auburn and their search. Uh, Georgia Tech, by the way, hit the market first, got rid of Collins weeks ago to get first in line. And then their new athletic director said they are not in a hurry to uh, lure in their next head coach. So no advantage to being first in line for Georgia Tech. You look at Auburn, they got these big hitters on their list. You don't see many big hitters on this Georgia Tech coaching list. Willie Fritz, are you kidding me? And you know another thing, too, I don't see Dan Mullen's name floating around out there, whether it be at Auburn or Georgia Tech. Dan Mullen, sort of a forgotten man. You know, early uh, in the process for Tech, I believe it was the day after they fired Jeff Collins, on this show I came out and said I thought the two top candidates were, one, Bill O'Brien, the Alabama offensive coordinator making $1.1 million this season. Jeff Collins made 3.3. So why would Bill O'Brien want to come back to Georgia Tech where he got his coaching career started? Uh, They're going to triple his salary, maybe? And you got Dell McGee, I think, is a guy that has more contacts recruiting-wise in the state of Georgia than anybody I know. And isn't that what Georgia Tech really needs? A coach that can recruit the fertile recruiting ground in the state of Georgia. Dell McGee... Tech shouldn't look at him as a Georgia guy. 
he, he graduated from Auburn. All right, he's he's really an Auburn guy. So does that make you feel better? Jay Bat saying they're not in a rush to hire. Well, they better get the right guy. And they need to got him. They need to get him right now. And there's your college football nugget. And we are broadcasting live in Athens today at Creature Comforts Brewing Company. You may have heard, if you're a beer drinker, you may have heard of this classic city lager. Clean and crisp is what Gorman, our sales guy, was telling me earlier. He says, man, Buck, that classic city lager, it is clean and crisp. And do you know what? It's available year-round. And this staff here at uh, Creature Comforts, passionate about craft beer. We're going to be telling you all about it all the way to 6 o'clock today. Coming back on the other side, Jason Swain. He's a host at 99.1, the sports animal up in Knoxville, former Tennessee wide receiver. He's going to join me coming up next. We're going to put our shades on today, so get ready for that. Shades on in the club. It's going to help me break down this Tennessee matchup. More to come. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Big Friday on the Buck Balloon Show. We are live in downtown Athens at Creature Comforts Brewing Company. They're not open yet. They're going to be busy later, I can promise you. Buck's big take earlier in the show brought to you by the Howard Barron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. If you need to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. Let's talk a little bit about the showdown and bring on former Vol wide receiver Jason Swain joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, a host at 991, the sports animal in Knoxville, Josh and Swain show. And also, you probably love that podcast, the Swain event. Also an analyst on that Vols radio network. Jason Swain, you're a busy man. Try to be. How you guys doing? Man, you are killing it. How, how electric is it? Has it been so during this rise there in Knoxville, man? What's it been like? I mean, it's been it's been uh, amazing. I mean, you think about the last two years for Tennessee fans, it's been a nightmare considering what they've been used to seeing. Um, when you think about kids who are in their teenage years, their parents told them how great Tennessee was and didn't really have any evidence besides YouTube and newspaper clippings. And now um, they can see it firsthand this season with this uh, just great run that Tennessee has been on. And it's been a run 
with a, a bunch of players that either didn't have success at other places or coming out of high school, uh, the top-tier programs maybe didn't want with a head coach that has adversity as well early in his career um, and early in his playing career uh, as a quarterback in Josh Heupel. So uh, to see where this program came from, you know, 18, 24 months ago is, is really unreal. Josh Heupel has done a, a wonderful job plugging up uh, the areas where they needed to be plugged up on this team. But, you know, we hear so much about the transfer portal and the guys he brought in. But what impresses me, Jason, is his ability to mold these guys quickly into a tight-knit team. A thousand percent. I mean, one of the, 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 the things that Danny White asked this team when he was looking for a head coach was, hey, what do you need? And they wanted discipline. They wanted uh, a coach that was going to hold them accountable, and they wanted uh, a coach that um, they can they can vibe with and, and really uh, be able to identify with and, and connect with. And Danny White said, okay, well, I know who that is. And they went out and got Josh Heupel. At the beginning of his tenure, you know, they were playing you know, wiffle ball games and kickball games and softball games. You know how football fans are. They're like, that's that's stupid. <laughs> go go practice football. What are you doing? But it was team building. And it's a big reason why this team is, is close now on the football field and during the season because that's time they spent together. So uh, Heifel's been a part of teams uh, that's won championships. He's been a quarterback who led his team to a championship. He knows the dynamics that it takes to, to build a team and have that camaraderie and uh, and that positive energy, and that's what they have right now. Jason, as a former quarterback, I am always focused on these receivers. And uh, Jalen Hyatt, my goodness, a breakout season out of this young man. 45 catches, 14 touchdowns already this season. This kid has exploded onto the scene. What can you tell us about him? Well, he's always been fast, uh, but he came in small. He came in, you know, 160 pounds soaking wet, and he just made it uh, a point to just transform his mindset and transform his body. So the weight room became a priority for him. Uh, he caught over 15,000 balls on a jug machine, uh, just would not leave the complex. And, you know, Hannah Hooker is built like that too, just spending eight hours a day in a complex watching film and, you know, just working on this craft. And those guys just bonded. Um, and that's really it. I mean, you just can't hide hard work. And uh, he's, play, he's playing with that confidence because he knows that he's prepared himself for for these opportunities. And it doesn't hurt when you have a guy like Josh Heupel that is, you know, a magician when it comes to drawing up um, offense and drawing up mismatches against the, the defense. So and that's what's, ha what's happened so far is, man, I mean, I've been open a lot <laughs> because of just the great, great game planning and the understanding that Henry Hooker has from the quarterback position. Yeah, Hooker's been fabulous. I want to know about the defense. So getting carved up a little bit in the secondary earlier in the season, Watch the Kentucky game. I saw Brandon Turnage out there with two interceptions. I saw the uh, slaughter move over to corner and locked it down. Uh, is this what is this what it look like tomorrow uh, as far as the cornerback spot goes? And has that been the big difference? What's been the turnaround with the Tennessee defense? 
Well, I mean, I think the the the, the pass rush has been has been really really good. I mean, they've been banged up. I mean, uh, one Burrell starting corner out for the season. Um, you also had Kamal Hatton, other starting corner that's been out for a couple of games too. So they they've had their two starting corners out, and they've basically had to play uh, a ton of guys that are you know, backups. In the Alabama game, they played a walk on in corner uh, there in the fourth quarter that last drive. Uh, that Tennessee was able to stop Alabama. So um, there's experience at the safety position with Jalen McCullough and Trayvon Flowers at corner. Uh, you're still you know, looking for that consistency and, and a guy that's healthy. Um, but I think this defense gets a lot of unfair criticism because they're, they're put in a really tough spot because of the offense and the pace uh, that this Tennessee offense plays with. And the name of the game is to score more points than the opponent. Um, it's not about the sacks. It's about having the most points. And Tennessee, a couple weeks ago, their stop rate was top 20 in the country. So you saw in the Kentucky game, they had three interceptions, um, which you know blew that game wide open. Alabama um, didn't do the best job stopping Bryce Young, but who can stop Bryce Young? Um, but just enough, just enough to allow Tennessee's offense to put up enough points to win. So you know, no one, I don't think, expecting Tennessee's defense this year to be you know, 2000 Raven. Um, but if they get a stop here or there, um, where we've seen guys like Brian Kelly go for it on fourth down, um, Bill Napier go for it on fourth down, because your, your defense is putting such a bad spot to have to defend these guys for four quarters. And so the moment you go for it on fourth down and don't get it, you know, you, you, you put yourself behind the eight ball. Now, Georgia's defense is totally different. I think it'll be the best defense that Tennessee has played all season long. But uh, I do think this Tennessee defense gets probably more criticism than they deserve, uh, even though the defensive backfield, the pass defense, is the weakest part of this team. Jason, a little talk this week about the Georgia fan base not really being electric at Sanford Stadium. Your former quarterback, Eric Ainge, talked about how it wasn't one of the more intimidating places in the SEC. But you guys, you came in here and won both of these games at Sanford Stadium back in your day. No wonder it was a little bit quiet. <laughs> well, I think any SEC stadium you go into, um, especially in the East, outside of Kentucky and Vanderbilt, it's going to be it's going to be a tough place to play. Um, that 04 game, you know, Tennessee was was rated, and Georgia was rated a little bit higher than us, and we came out early and made some plays uh, for sure. And I think that had to do a lot with uh, the noise that game. And then the 06 game, you know, Georgia got up. Um, on us early in that game. And so, um, it, don't, it won't matter really at the end of the day. Um, you got to go out there and execute. I know Georgia fans are going to be loud, uh, especially trying to help their team beat the number one team in the country and, um, you know, knock Tennessee off and, and clear that path for the college football playoff and the SEC uh, championship game. But it's going to come down to execution. You know, Tennessee's offense, they really, they really, Communicate non-verbally anyway, and they're pacing so fast. Where I don't, I don't really know if the crowd noise is really going to make a big difference or not. Um, but I expect a very hostile environment, uh, and I expect those fans to, to play a major part in the game. Tennessee just has to make sure that they stay disciplined and, and don't allow those pre-snap disruptions. Hey, Jason, uh, keep up the great work there at the Sports Animal in Knoxville, man. We appreciate your time and insight today. Hey, thank y'all. Hope y'all have a good one, and uh, look forward to a good game this weekend. We appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Jason Swain 
joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So grab those shades, man. I know it's early, but shades we're going to the, the club. club. Not sure the club's open right now, but we're going. Get the shades on. And wanted to talk about the Falcons in the quarterback club today. You're probably going, wait, what? That's right, talking about the Falcons and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. That's right, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. Now, look, Atlanta coming up in 2023 will have $74 million in cap space. And if they cut Mariota after this year, that's going to free up $12 million more dollars. So you're getting close to $90 million in cap space. Falcons, one of the few teams that could afford Lamar Jackson, who was out there negotiating, trying to get Deshaun Watson money. What is that? That's like $230 million over five years. Let me do the math for you, $46 million a year. Falcons be one of the only teams in the NFL that could afford that. And do you know what? Lamar Jackson would fit perfectly with what Art Smith is running on offense. Run first. Mariota showing some of that off. Quarterback running with the ball this season. Hey, Lamar Jackson would take that to a new level. And I bet he's wearing shades in the club. Art Smith. This would be, and Lamar Jackson, this would be a A-plus fit, ladies and gentlemen. Could it be Falcons are positioning themselves for Lamar Jackson? Let me ask you this. If you got Lamar Jackson in here, would you quit talking about Desmond Ritter? Yes. All right. It'd be a great fit. Falcons going to have the money. I wonder what they're going to do with it. They might be. Uh, they might go to the club and make it rain. All right, that's all I got for you there. We'll end it with making it rain. Can I take the shades off now? Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. RBM of Atlanta is expanding. Well, that was enough. Ernie's already on vacation. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glog Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, had a chance to sit down and interview CBS Sports college football analyst Rick Neuheisel uh, yesterday. Longtime friend, known each other since, uh, well, our days in the USFL together. Former UCLA coach, Colorado coach, quarterback coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Neuheisel doing a great job on CBS Sports. And I uh, had a chance to talk with him about this Georgia-Tennessee game. wanted to give you a little slice of the interview that you can hear on my podcast that dropped yesterday. Go to thepodcastpark.com. It's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We've got you covered. Rick and I breaking down the Georgia-Tennessee game. So pull that up and check it out. 
Uh, you can also find it wherever it is you get your, your favorite podcast. This is Episode 73, a Georgia-Tennessee preview. And ask Rick uh, out of the gate about this Tennessee defense, man, how they've been able to flip the script. What's really been uh, on display with Tim Banks' defense from the get-go is they're not going to let you beat, beat them running the football. You know, that's an old football axiom. It's why uh, Mike Taffin wa- wanted Herschel in the game in 1980. You know, you can run the ball, you can control the game. Uh, and if you can't stop the run, you are basically just borrowing time until the outcome is decided. And they have, you know, sold out to be aggressive against the run. They've given up some big plays. Maybe these moves to, you know, getting some cover guys in position where they can make plays. The return of Jalen McCullough after the uh, arrest, you know, is going to help solidify that back end. But at day's end, if they're going to beat Georgia in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia, they're going to have to stop the run. Makes sense to me. Now, ask him about the Georgia offense, uh, especially if A.D. Mitchell's not ready to make an impact out at the X-wide receiver spot. Here's what Rick said about that. If A.D. Mitchell's not available in this game, I think that Georgia has to go come down from their average this year of 37 passes a game i know they've been doing it trying to keep everybody happy and getting everybody touches and certainly we're all in awe of the tight end position and what they can do brock bowers and company but running the football in this game does two things one it tells everybody who's still the bigger uh, bully on the block and number two it keeps hen and hooker on the sideline Man, you know, I couldn't have him on without asking for a game prediction. Here's what Rick said. How's this going to turn out, Rick? I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Georgia just because I believe in the running game. I watched it firsthand when they I was there to cover the Auburn game. And uh, when they got inside the 30-yard line, they pounded them and just absolutely took advantage. Stetson missed some big play opportunities. I know Todd Monken likes to spread the wealth and have everybody happy after the game. Everybody's going to be happy after this, this game with one more point than Tennessee. So just do what's necessary to keep that high-octane offense neutralized. All right, Rick Neuheisel featured on Bucks Beat, my podcast, episode 73. He also, you can hear the entire interview on the podcast. He even talks about dating one of the UCLA cheerleaders back in the day. I believe he ended up marrying her. In fact, uh, yeah, he did. He did. So we'll talk about some things other than just Georgia and Tennessee. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com. Brought to you by the Associated Credit Union. All right, coming up next, I got a couple of picks to make, and plus we'll bounce around some of the other games in college football. It's the Buck Blue Show. We're live in downtown Athens, Creature Comforts Brewery, and goodness, we've got some customers already in here today. You're listening to 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. They go really fast. You know, they get uh, a lot of at-bats in terms of possessions, and uh, they do start fast. And, you know, I think our team has done a really good job of growing and getting better throughout this year. And each week, including the off week, it's like I see marked improvement, and I really want to continue to do that. We're trending in the right direction in terms of uh, getting better both offensively and defensively. ready to go. I'd love to be in that locker room to hear that pregame speech. That would be awesome. Buck Blue Show, we're live in downtown Athens at Creature Comforts Brewing Company. Kicking off 680's Athens Takeover today. We'll be going live right here until 6 o'clock tonight on the fan. 680 and 93.7. Also, we're all over the Friday night high school football scene. Tonight, we've got North Gwinnett taking on Norcross High, 7.30 kickoff right here on the fan. Then afterwards, we've got the high school scoreboard show and bracket reveal show. That's right. The regular season ends tonight, and we'll be getting into the high school state playoffs coming up next week. So check us out. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia high school scoreboard show are powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truest, Marco's Pizza, the University of West Georgia, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Kevin's been hanging, wants to join us on the fan. Kevin, welcome to the Baloo Show, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. I just got a couple questions. One, um, the loser of this game, do they still have a chance to get to the final four playoffs? And then of the loser, who really has the best with the one loss, Georgia or Tennessee? because of their schedule, you know, for the year when they look at it, that would have the better chance to get it. And then finally, will next year, because of the expansion, does a game like this lose its luster during the regular season because there's not as big of an implication? I'll I'll listen. Okay, Kevin, we appreciate it. We could do a whole show on that. We could do 42 minutes, uh, the, the one-hour show on that one. But uh, look, at Georgia needs this needs this game more than Tennessee does. Think about it. If Tennessee gets, gets beat by Georgia and, and a respectable score, then they're going to end the regular season probably with one loss, and the loss was to Alabama that is probably going to the SEC title game to take on in that scenario Georgia. Georgia loses this game. And Tennessee goes and plays Alabama, and let's say Alabama wins the SEC title game. Well, Tennessee's already beat the SEC champ once. They've got one loss. Uh, Chances are Tennessee's going to get the benefit of the doubt. So Georgia needs this game more than Tennessee does. And I wish I had time to address the rest of it, but we need to bounce around and see what else is going on out there. Luke Bryan's going to be the celebrity picker on ESPN Game Day. And don't you think that's a great selection? I mean, who's done it better than Luke Bryan has lately? 
Yeah, nobody's disagreeing with me here. You know, I wouldn't mind filling that role, though. I, I've been waiting on an opportunity like that. But Luke Bryan, yeah, I think he's a great pick. Did you see Mel Kuyper Jr.? He's rated Bryce Young third among the quarterbacks expected to be in the upcoming NFL draft. He's got C.J. Stroud, one. He's got Kentucky's Will Levis, two. And let me explain that. See, Kuyper, these NFL personnel evaluators, they love the quarterback that is prototypical. 6'3", 225, that's what Levis is, and he's in love with him. And the thing he's holding against Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, is his size or the lack thereof. Bryce Young, I kid you not, is 5'10", 5'11", 175, 180 at the most. NFL scouts are going to go thumbs down on that one. Can he hold up? Hey, did you see where Hendon Hooker got him a new NIL deal? Mercedes-Benz of Knoxville, baby. Here comes the Merce. And don't feel bad for his linemen. They, they get some free wings at Hooters, so I, I wouldn't feel too bad for them. Clemson and Notre Dame coming up tomorrow night up in Notre Dame. Clemson a slight favorite in the game. Looking to see how DJU bounces back. Remember, he got benched the last time out. Because of poor decisions, uh, he might want to get his act together really quick. By the way, a lot of people think Clemson's on upset alert. And they better be ready to stop the run because Notre Dame's running the football. Last five games, they've averaged 230 yards rushing, five yards a carry. Clemson front seven better be ready to man up in this one. Uh, Alabama and LSU. Going to pick this game here in just a moment. Saban turned 71 on Monday. He looks really young for 71. Tide has won 10 of the last 11 in this rivalry, and they've got a big advantage I'll tell you about in just a moment. They are 13-and-a-half-point favorites down in Baton Rouge. Georgia Tech taking on Virginia Tech. That's a lot of techs in this game. Playing in uh, Blacksburg, a 12-30 kickoff. I'm sorry, toe meets leather at 12-30. Virginia Tech, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Jeff Sims may or may not be available. He needs to be available for the Jackets. They want to win the football game. So, Sims, where are you, man? Time to step up. We've been qualifying Georgia fans to win two tickets to the big game coming up tomorrow. So, we're, are we through qualifying? Are we going to hand these out, or are we going to qualify one more one more person. We're doing the. We're qualifying one more person. All right, we're qualifying one more person for the free tickets tomorrow to the game. 404-231-1680, the number. 404-231-1680, the number. You want to get in free, you better call right now and get qualified. It's time for the final word, and that means it's time Friday for my two picks. Last week, we went one and one because the Falcons didn't cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. I'm going to go Alabama minus the 13-and-a-half against LSU in Baton Rouge. Now, that may sound, Baloo, you crazy. Well, goodness, not so much. Uh, LSU with two freshman offensive tackles. Now, you going to sit there and tell me they're going to block Will Anderson, Jr. coming up because I don't believe it. 
He's going to wreak havoc. Alabama's going to look good. They'll cover. They'll cover the 13 and a half. NFL pick of the week. Man, I think the Raiders might be the worst team in the league. And they play Jacksonville in Jacksonville on Sunday. Jags uh, are getting one and a half points in the game. Now, I'm no gambling expert, but I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, baby. Give give me the one and a half. I'm not going to need him. Jags are going to win the game. Appreciate you hanging out today on the show. We'll do it again next week. Again, we're going to be live in downtown Athens, Creature Comforts Brewing Company, all the way to 6 o'clock. If you're in the, this neck of the woods, come on by and say hello. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go dogs! Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.